Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Speaking of ripoffs, coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, a scam from last year, last fall, is back again. New warning from the Better Business Bureau. I'm going to fill you in on what to look out for. And coming up yet later, I've got an update for you on what the best deals look like they're shaping up to be for Black Friday. And the deals are coming so much earlier this year than in any prior year. So it's just a rolling series of sales. The best ones, though, are still going to be next week. And I'm going to make sure you know what to look for and what are the price points that actually are a value instead of what's screaming deal or sale at you. Clark.com is our main website. And speaking of all the deals, ClarkDeals.com, which we're updating around the clock right now to make sure you're up to date on the latest deals as they happen, is available to you. And plus the free daily Clark Deals newsletter. Now, I got to tell you, this is a deal. This is great. The Trump administration has issued rules that has everybody in the medical industry furious beyond measure. I mean, people in the medical industry are furious, hysterical, anxious, upset, whatever, because imagine this, the Trump administration has published rules that will require that you as a consumer be able to find out up front what medical care or a procedure or an operation is going to cost before you have it. Now, what other industry is as arrogant as the medical industry where hospitals would be so furious, hiring lobbyists like crazy, spreading money around to politicians, most of them pretending to be nonprofits, going berserk about the fact that the administration is trying to require that you be able to know what something's actually going to cost before you get it. I mean, I think about how many people end up bankrupt. Half of all people with bad marks on their credit are because of medical. And you have no idea. And the medical industry works so hard to keep it that way so that you can be ruined financially by making it impossible for you to price shop before you have a procedure, an operation, or whatever. Now, if it's an emergency and and you're going to die any minute now, you can't say, wait, 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 I got to go on my phone and see how expensive it is here before I do it. But most situations aren't like that. Most procedures, operations, uh, most evaluations, most testing, um, MRIs, whatever, CAT scans, they are scheduled events. And so hospitals will be required, unless they can buy off the politicians or win in court, 
in a consumer-friendly format, they're going to have to show you exactly based on the insurance coverage you have, or if you have no insurance, either case, you'll be able to see this hospital charges this, this one charges that, and on like that. In my metro area, there are 22 hospitals. Can you imagine if I'm able to see when I need a procedure or a test or whatever, or an operation, I'm able to see the price across all 22. And then I'm able to make a decision like I would as a consumer for any other item I buy other than health care. I would then be able to say, well, this place is 8000 this one's 24 this one's 12 this one's 16 What's the reputation of this particular kind of procedure at each place? Can I find any information on results at each place? So I'm able to make a decision like I would on anything else. So why isn't it that way? Because people in the medical industry don't want you to be able to do that. And do you know that hospitals are the biggest problem we have with costs in medicine. Hospital rates are going up at many times the factor of any other part of medicine, even all the talk about prescription drugs. Hospitals are by far the biggest problem. And their pricing and their practices must be exposed. And we'll see this is supposed to go into effect in 14 months. And there's a lot of time between now and then, a lot of court cases that'll be filed, and a lot of moves to try to get the Congress to override any ability for you to be able to comparison shop. But this is absolutely wonderful. The American Hospital Association has already said they're filing suit. And here's the funniest thing. They say that giving consumers access to what it costs to go to a place this is a quote hurts competition end quote seriously giving me the ability to figure out what you're charging and make a decision where i want to go hurts competition okay so let's think about this so people driving down an interstate Stop at one of those exits that has five or six gas stations at it. And the gas stations post their prices. And what do people do? Like bees to honey, they gravitate to the station that is posted the lowest price. Unless they're not a price shopper and they're just into convenience and they pulled off the exit and there's a station on the right that's four cents more expensive than the station on the left and it's more convenient for them to get back on the freeway from the station on the right, they may pay the four cents a gallon more. That's a value judgment that a consumer has made based on having the price information, the price signaling to make it. And for medicine to think and the hospital industry to think, that it would be terrible for you and I to know what something costs. No, who it's terrible for is them, and it's great for our country and great for individual consumers 
to have access to that price information. And the other thing is this whole balance billing, billing I started to say a bad word, <laughs> balance billing baloney. See, I got tripped over my words because I almost did something I've never done on the air. I almost said a bad word other than annuity. Anyway, the, this thing the insurance companies do to us where they say, oh, well, even though that facility was in your plan, that doctor you never knew was going to see you and you didn't ask to see you wasn't in your plan. So we're billing you $8,200 for something. Joke's on you. We got to fix that too. If you can't tell I'm fired up about this, I am. And the reason is medical costs one-fifth of our nation's wealth and we have health outcomes that put us down at the level with many third world countries. We're spending far, far, far more of our nation's wealth on health care than any other country on earth as both absolute dollars per person and as a percent of national income and we're having inferior results. Now over and over again when I've said that and there's validity to this claim, Americans tend to live unhealthy lifestyles. And that's true. And so part of that is something you and me have to own. But there's also this second part that the medical industry won't take responsibility for, and that is we run an extremely inefficient medical system in the United States. And part of the result of that is that people end up financially broken and their health can be broken too and maybe their lives. We got to fix this. And this is a good step in the right direction. Nicole is with us. And by the way, we should take away the nonprofit status and nonprofit hospitals as a step if they will not comply with disclosing prices to people. Because why should they be able to hide from paying taxes when they hide from telling us what something's going to cost if we go there? Nicole is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Nicole. How you doing? Hi, Clark. I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call today. Certainly, Nicole. How can I serve you? So my boyfriend and I are preparing to merge our families and homes, and we're planning to move into his place in the country. Um, I have a city home, and um, I live in a thriving area in a busy uh, suburb outside of a large city, and my suburb is, is very large as well. Um, I have a fairly large house um, and also a 30-year mortgage I refinanced three years ago um, after my divorce. And um, I'm just curious if it's a good idea to think about renting my house out. Um, many families are relocating to my area, like daily, um, or should I um, sell it? Right, so I've got a couple of simple back-of-the-envelope ways for you to make a decision on it. There is not normally an automatically right answer to this question, but let me ask you some of those questions. Okay. All right. Number one, how far will you be away in time? If you were, if there was a problem and you had to go deal with something at the property, how long a drive is it to that home from where you're relocating? 
about 50 minutes from his home to my home. Five zero? And five zero. Okay, and so that's not a factor. Um, we can eliminate no. that. Okay. All right, second factor. How much was the home worth when you bought it? How much is it worth today? Um, when I purchased it, it was probably around 400000 and it's uh, it's appreciated up into value about 450 All right, so the second test would make it reasonable for you to keep it as a rental property because there's not been a huge run-up in value to this point. If there okay. had been, that would be a reason to sell it for tax reasons I don't need to go into with you. So then okay. that brings us to the third thing. How much do you think you could get in rent for that home? Um, well, I looked at other properties, and um, also I, I'm not sure how how um, accurate this is. The estimate um, rental prop rental um, uh, estimate that they put online. Um, it looks like I can get about maybe twenty one hundred a month for it. Okay, you got to other- sell it. Okay. Because that gives you a value of less than half a percent of rent per month. And generally, when the math works for something to be a rental property, you're getting 1%. Okay. Now, there is is one human factor that would negate what I just said. So you're going through a big lifestyle change. You're moving in with someone. And if... If this is a trial moving in and maybe that won't work out and you find you're really a city person, then it would be great if you could move back into the home you already knew. Mm -hmm. And that would be a justification for renting it for, let's say, a year. But if it's just dollars and cents, based on the numbers you gave me, sell it. Okay. That makes sense. Because it's not not enough rent per month to justify Mm -hmm. having it as a rental property. Okay, and that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Um, that's why I just wanted your advice on, on what I should do. And, and I hope this next chapter of your life is absolutely wonderful. Thank you. So far, so good. That is great. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Let's face it, sometimes multitasking can be overwhelming. Like when your favorite podcast is playing and the person next to you is talking and your car fan is blasting all while you're trying to find the perfect parking spot. But then again, sometimes multitasking is easy, like quoting with Progressive Insurance. They do the hard work of comparing rates so you can find a great rate that works for you, even if it's not with them. Give their nifty comparison tool a try and you might just find getting the rate and coverage you deserve is easy. All you need to do is visit Progressive's website to get a quote with all the coverages you want, like comprehensive and collision coverage or personal injury protection. Then you'll see Progressive's direct rate and their tool will provide options from other companies, all lined up and ready to compare, so it's simple to choose the rate and coverages you like. Press play on comparing auto rates. Quote at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Today's Clark Regis moment, I feel like we could just take the audio from a year ago and play it right now. It's a scam that popped up during the holiday season last year that has roared back. Scams, rip-offs, outrages. It's a Clark Regis moment. 
So I hadn't seen this anywhere except a new alert that popped up from the Better Business Bureau that the secret sister scam is popping up all over social media. And if you don't remember this from last year, good, that means you didn't get taken in it. But what happens is you get a solicitation telling you that there's a secret Santa gift exchange going on and that if you participate and send money or gifts of value to people on a list you're provided with, that then you're going to have money and gifts just rain in on you. And it's completely bogus. It's completely a traditional scam. I mean, classic scam, traditional scam, like the tradition of Christmas. Anyway, so it is classic in that what happens is people are promised that if they throw some money into this, that huge money is going to come to them, which is an illegal game of chance. It is a pyramid. And in this case, it's just a con that you're going to send money and gifts to people who you don't know on the list sent to you with the promise that that is then going to come back at you, uh, I think it's 16-fold or some crazy number, 36-fold. But the reality is all that happens is you sent money typically to people that are perpetrators of the scam. They end up with money and gifts that are from you that you only gave because you thought it was going to bring all those things to you. It's not going to happen. If you see this on Facebook or any other social media or you get an email about it or a text, just ignore and delete. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day to join us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is our main action on the web. But right now, we're going to talk Clark deals with our head deal digger. What yes. is your title, Karis? Is deal that digger. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're the boss of Clark deals. Well, I guess so, but you kind of are. Yeah, it's, so, it's named after you. So you're, you're sleeping like three hours a night right now is what I heard. <laughs> is that true? Or are you getting a little more than three hours? I'm getting a little bit more, but we Not are a working lot a lot. So we're posting like crazy so that you can get the deals for your Christmas shopping. And Karis, you've been at this a long time. This year has been really different with the deals, hasn't it? Yes, we're seeing so many more deals earlier. We're seeing all of these pop-up sales that you know people want to catch your attention. The retailers want to catch our attention earlier and earlier to try to gain that business before anyone else. And so we've seen pop-up sales from Best Buy, Belk, as you've seen Micro Center. There's so many stores that are offering early deals right now. So what's really hot right now that you want to make sure people know about that they can either buy today or they can buy next week during Black Friday week. Yeah, so right now we have a section on clarkdeals.com and if you click on the banner that says see hot early Black Friday deals now, you can see these bargains and so we're including a list of deals that we don't think are going to go any lower for Black Friday. So right now we've got a 14-inch Windows 10 laptop for 130, that's from Micro Center. Also that 39-inch TV that you found Clark for $60, $60 for a 39-inch TV. There's a, a where's that one? 
that that's from Micro Center as well. Okay, just wanted you to say that. Okay. <laughs> and then there's uh, an air fryer for thirty dollars at Best Buy. There's Bose SoundSport in ear headphones for thirty nine dollars at Walmart. And so these are really really great bargains. Um, there's also a Dyson that's on sale now. It's in the Black Friday ad, but it's more expensive at Lowe's next week. So you can get it at eBay now, and it's cheaper. So these are really great things to take and you know keep in mind. So do you have your favorites, though, that will occur during Black Friday week itself next week? Yes, we also have a list. We've scoured through all of the Black Friday ads and our deal digger, Sarah, put this list together. And so there's going to be a 75-inch 4K smart TV. Uh, that's going to be at Sam's Club for $5.99. Uh, there's also going to be an Apple Watch Series 3 for $129 at Walmart. Um, so that's two generations back, the yes. three, but... $129 is a very good price. Yes, yes. Uh, there's also um, Apple MacBook Air for, uh, what is it, $699.99. And there's also a sale today, pop-up sale on Amazon, offering MacBook Pros. So there's just all kinds of deals going on right now. It's going to be deal bonanza from now until Black Friday. And who's got the Apple MacBook Air for $699 that you mentioned? This one is at Costco. And anything else that, uh, a lot of electronics I see here, Every size TV is a deal you could think of. Yeah, there's going to be a Philips 65-inch TV for 278 That's going to be at Walmart. Uh, 65-inch for $278. Yes, yes. Isn't that crazy? Now, Joel stayed up all night years ago to get a 50-inch TV for $1,000. 42-inch for 600 But that was the year that they dropped a ton, and it was really, really cheap then. But a 42-inch TV for 600 you stayed up all night. And Karis has a 39-inch TV for $59 <laughs> now, one-tenth the cost of what you stayed up all night for. That's, That's how much electronics drop in price. And one other category that there are deals galore on, you mentioned the, the MacBook at Costco for $699. Uh, Apple is heavily discounting this year across their product lines, and that's forced others in all their product categories to discount cell phones, laptops, Chromebooks, uh, smart watches, the ear thingies, all the different ear thingies. Earpods, uh-huh. And so this is going to be an extremely promotional period for the next, um, what is it, the next 13 days, 14 days. Right, right. We have Cyber Monday coming up. Two weeks from now, right? Mm -hmm, that's right. I mean, if people are shopping for Black Friday, I mean, make sure you hang on to all of your receipts because you might find it, you know, in a little different pocket, a little bit cheaper. And then, you know, I I think we would encourage people not to overbuy on features because you can save so much money not doing that. So just look for all those deals. They're all there. And deals on every category you could think of except clothing because of all the tariffs is not as good a deal this year as clothing was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Any other categories that seem more expensive this year than last year that you've noticed? They're really all, I mean, it seems like the prices are similar to last year or lower than last year, especially on, as you were saying, the electronics items. I can't think of anything specific that would be more expensive. Um, you know, Costco is going to offer that Tresante adjustable height uh, standing desk that you like a lot. So, uh, 200 bucks, 200 right? 200 bucks, yep. So let one. me tell you about that. If you want to improve your health, if you work at a job where you sit on your butt all day, 
get a standing desk, or it's actually one that's electric, so when you get tired of standing, you can just push the button and you can go back to sitting on your rear end. But those desks are part of you becoming a more active person, more fit. And we have, um, for our digital team, we have a standing desk with one of the desk treadmills under it. I have never seen a single person in the digital team, on the digital team, use that <laughs> treadmill. I have. They use it. People use it. It's hard for me because when you're writing, it's hard to walk and write at the same time. <laughs> okay. All right. I hear you. Get some exercise. Thank you. And get more than three hours sleep a night. Okay. 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 Thank you, Clark. Sure. Jeff joins us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Jeff. So you're thinking of buying electronics this Christmas? Yes. Uh, thank you for letting me use you as a compass to keep me on course here. Oh, thank you. So uh, what are you thinking what, of getting your child? Uh, a Chromebook. There's so many of them out there, and there's so many different features. There's so many different options, and I'm purposely... Uh, I would like to find one that has a good, easy Chromebook for him to use. Obviously, he's just going to be five, so he's not going to get too advanced with it. However, uh, learning education apps and uh, possibly go on trips and him watching uh, whatever show he chooses to. All right. So for that, you're going to want what's known as a Chromebook 2-in-1, which is a Chromebook that will generally have a detachable screen. And it will operate Android apps as a tablet and offer full normal computing as a Chromebook. And those are just simply called two-in-one Chromebooks. And those should be available, like a a plain, simple, just Chromebook. Uh, Those are around $79 to $99 now for one that that is a basic one, but getting a two-in-one that is both basically a tablet and a Chromebook, you're going to probably run the price up close to $200 for that. So can I give an alternative for a five-year-old? Yes. Why don't you just buy an inexpensive Android tablet, either from uh, buy one of the proprietary ones from Amazon that are called the Fire Tablets, or buy an Android tablet that you can buy this Christmas season for about $49, maybe less. Oh, Kara says less. How much less? There's going to be one at uh, Walmart for $29 for a tablet. 29 7-inch screen? or I believe so. So, I mean, $29 for a 5-year-old. So your 5-year-old could drop it, and you're going to be unhappy, but you're just going to shrug shoulders at 29 bucks. Yes, understood. And then you've got Uh, all the apps, all the Android apps, most of which format for an Android tablet. The ones that are available for phone, you can use on a tablet, most of them. Be able to watch all the video content, and $29 is really a great price. Does that tablet have access to an SD card as well? It depends on the tablet, if it'll hold an SD card. 
And okay. that one, the $29 one at Walmart, I don't know anything about it. That's Karis's area. So I don't know if that one will take an SD card. But isn't it funny that yeah. SD cards, uh, one with almost no memory, used to be 100 bucks, and now they're $2.50. So if a tablet takes one, you can add a bunch of memory to it for not a lot of money at all. That's a great idea you you have suggested. The only reason we were stuck on Chromebooks is that's what he used at school. So I would consider, I know this is weird, but I would consider buying a really inexpensive tablet and a really inexpensive Chromebook. So if he breaks one, you still have the other. But at five years old, you got too much chance something's going to break. And that's why instead of doing a two-in-one, I'd buy two devices. Okay. So just a suggestion as an alternative to buying just a two-in-one. And for somebody like me who travels, a two-in-one is great. But otherwise, I think it's better for a, a child, a particularly young child, to have dedicated devices so if one dies, you still have the other. If one drops, you still have the other. Karis, you have an annex? Yeah, so the 7-inch tablet is expandable up to 128 gigabytes from, from Walmart. So There we go. <laughs> You're full service. Thank you. Sally's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Sally. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely, Sally. How can I be of service to you? Well, I have a question regarding my um, 401k that I have through my employer. Uh, we have the option of doing the traditional pre-tax basis, or we can contribute it on an after-tax basis. Um, and we, they do, we do, or they do um, a match up to the four and a half percent. But I don't know how much I should be doing pre and how much I should be doing post. So, depending on your income, it's probably going to be all or none. So, you said we. So, are you married? Yes. And what approximately is your combined family income? Um, about 130. Okay, you definitely want to do 100% Roth IRA, uh, Roth 401k. I mean, all all post tax Roth. Okay. The reason Even if oh okay go ahead. I want to explain the reason why, because tax rates are abnormally low right now, and at your income level. Even your, what's known as your marginal tax rate is 22%. A portion of your income is being taxed at 12%. And then uh, the rest of it at 22 Those tax rates are so low by historical numbers. And we're running these trillion-dollar-plus annual federal budget deficits that there's a 100% certainty. This isn't 90% or 80%. 100% certainty that tax rates are going to be higher in the future because we can't pay our bills. So you have an advantage right now at your income level to do all post-tax. Pay the tax bill up front, then you're going to have that money tax-free later in retirement, and it would just be really smart math for you to do so. Okay, so when they talk, so we also have um, the traditional Roth IRA that we max. So does that interfere with the max levels of, is this still 
treated like an IRA, like when you no, a, it's treated four hundred one k contributions don't okay. interfere with you being able to do a Roth IRA. And I okay. am hyper impressed that you're doing the Roth IRA and doing your four hundred one k, and you should be really proud of yourself. But you're already going to have from past contributions, you're going to have money that's pre-tax 401k money. Now you start building up some post-tax 401k money in the years moving forward until tax rates move up or your income moves up a whole lot and it pushes you into a higher bracket. So for you, it's pretty much a slam dunk that you want to do all Roth 401k. Okay. So when they talk about on the form, it says Roth basic. Is that the same the same thing. I have um, no idea what okay. that language means from your employer because we have okay. to make sure we use terminology on enrollment forms that make people scratch their heads. Yes, yes, I agree. It's very confusing. Yeah, there's no and reason it, to do that. That if you've got access to a Roth 401k, then they should just say you can do traditional or you can do Roth. Which do you want to do? And leave it at that. So you'll have to find okay. out from your benefits team or HR or whoever you go to, what that language means. Okay. Because it it looks like the contributions that they match goes into that traditional. Always, always. So if you have an employer match, the match um, is a pre-tax match. Okay. But the money you contribute would be post-tax. So just do the basic match and then do the rest in the Roth type of deductions exactly if that's what you're required to do in your plan then that's what you want to do because you want to pick up all the employer match money it's time for clark.com slash ask that's where you post a question for me that's answered one of three ways if you want me to answer your question directly check that box or producer joel can ask your question for you or a member of team clark may call you or email you with an answer to your question. Joel, what you got? Clark, we got a question from Kat who says, Hi Clark, my f- credit union sent me a ballot to vote as to whether it should become a state credit union or not. What are the pros and cons for the consumer in this decision? Vote no on becoming a state credit union. This is something the credit union's doing to save premium dollars. But the problem is state guarantee funds are not nearly as secure as the... FDIC equivalent for credit unions called NCUA coverage. So you and your fellow members should vote no on what is probably something with good intentions, but could have a very bad result for y'all. Clifton says, can a private student loan be refinanced with or converted into a federal student loan? No, once a private loan's a private loan, it stays a private loan. So you can refi a private loan, And with today's very low interest rates that have gotten lower because of signs of economic slowing, you have a better opportunity now to refi your private student loan into a lower rate. Usually there will be minimal, if any, closing costs to do so. Just make sure that any refi of a student loan is refiing into a fixed rate. There are a number of what look like amazing offers on private student loan refis that are taking you into a floating rate, and you want to be in a time of very low rates, you want to go into a fixed rate. 
You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.